0: Welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast We are Two Bros, this is the Two Bros Podcast Welcome, welcome And uh, as the title suggests, in this episode we're going to talk about the IELTS exam Uh, Just for a little background, I appeared in the IELTS exam in February 2022 Which was earlier this year And with a, I would say, bare minimum amount of preparation I mean, I, I had like 10 days to prepare I did pretty well just to give you an idea my band score was eight Uh, and we'll cover the different sections on uh, subsequent time but it was a good experience it was it was very interesting and I actually enjoyed this test I remember I was smiling once I finished it it was it was very interesting it made me think and uh, yeah so the first, uh, first things first IL stands for International English Language Testing System. Uh, it depends. There's there's a lot of a uh, lot of requirements, different requirements where you can um, where you need this test uh, as part of your uh, documentation and resume. Uh, so there, uh, and I'm reading this off the uh, book that has been provided to me by the IELTS uh, Institute. Uh, this one, so there are two uh, categories where you need to decide which one applies to you because they're not going to tell you. You just apply for it um, you know, yourself there's an academic uh, format and there's a general training format now this is a serious problem because uh, i applied for the academic but for some reason it applied for the general training and i didn't check until the last day and i turned up on the uh, at the institute and uh, while they were doing a brief check about my documentation Uh, they relayed this information to me that you've registered for a general test and good thing I picked up on that and I said no there's a problem I need the academic one Uh, yeah and I don't know because I was very clear that I had signed up for the academic test I don't know how it got changed on the website so just double check this and once you get this uh, confirmation pdf right there and then confirm uh, what format you've signed up for it can be a problem Uh, Just for your information, academic is for candidates wishing to study at undergrad or postgrad levels and those for seeking professional registration. And the general training is for candidates wishing to migrate to an English-speaking country like Australia, Canada, New Zealand, UK. This is a more popular option because a lot of people from India, I would say, end up in uh, UK and Canada, even Australia for that matter. Uh, And for those wishing to train or study at below degree level. So this is for like a PR thing. If you're planning for like a Canadian PR, you do need IELTS. Uh, and uh, I've heard a lot of people who have appeared for this uh, general training IELTS for uh, the Canadian PR. Not exactly sure how the PR process works because I've not gone through it. So I will not speak much about it. But this is what you need. However, if you're planning for universities and uh, for the education, then you need the academic one. They're slightly different. And uh, that's why there's a discussion. There's a demarcation about that. Anyway, uh, additionally, if you have a course in mind, you have a university in mind, check if they need IELTS. If they don't need it, then you don't really need to do this at all. So then you can just uh, straight away apply. Like I've applied for a few universities as of now. Some of them require IELTS, but the others, uh, if you can prove that your education was in English, uh you know if it's if it's mentioned on your mark sheets or your uh your what uh, your transcripts then you don't need IELTS but um, yeah just confirm if you really really need it it's good to have in your back pocket but mind you the IELTS score is uh, i think it's only valid for 1 year so if you have an older IELTS it's not going to be u- utilized for your college applications just double check this because i am not sure i took it on a whim because I wanted to collect my documents and get everything in order so luckily I kind of lucked out uh, that it was in Feb 2022 and it's still valid uh, while the application process is going on now I don't know why this is it's not like you want to forget all your English in a year it's uh I don't know if it's a money-making thing it is what it is as a student as a candidate you can't really do much with it so you just gotta get with the program as they say okay moving on uh Just giving you a little bit of a heads up about what you can expect in the IELTS exam. Uh, There's a listening section, there's a reading section, there's a writing section, then there's a speaking section. So now these are common to all, uh, to both of them, academic and general. Obviously, the content will vary. Let's say for the academic reading, it's going to be more data specific and it's going to be a little bit scientific. Mind you, there's no prior information that you require. You're not going to be asked about... Uh, the details and the engineering behind the Artemis 1 moon mission for instance you just don't need to know all that information everything you need to do is uh, going to be given to you for instance uh, in, in the listening section for instance uh, you just it's just going to be like a standard fill in the blanks or a true and false statement and <clears throat> everything is going to be in the audio that is provided to you you don't really need uh, prior information same goes for uh, writing and even uh, speaking we'll cover that so, listening uh, section has. Uh, I'm just going to read from this book here. And uh, here's the thing: um, the institute where I applied, they gave me a little booklet, like a like a mock test kind of a booklet, where you can uh, you know practice your uh, practice before you turn up, and you know you just don't completely blow it. And that's that's a very good idea because you know being familiar with the format is really really important. So it doesn't trip you up on the on the date of the exam. You do you don't know what I mean, you're not lost. You know what's coming and you know what to uh, ex- expect in the next section. It's very important uh, because, mind you, these are all timed. Uh, you don't have a lot of leeway. You can't sit and, um, you know, go through the instructions at that point. You just need to just, like, get on it and get cracking right away, Right. So I'm just going to read off from this book. It says, listening, the test consists of four parts, each with 10 questions. First two parts are concerned with social needs. Now, this was in the in the mock test. It's some lady who has gone and uh, hey, she wants to give, you know uh, file an FIR because there's a theft, there's a robbery. So they play you in audio. There's a conversation between a woman and a policeman. And uh, everything you need, it's right there. Sometimes the trick uh, is that they would uh say something but then they would contradict their own statement so the answer changes they do that they try to trip you up so they need to know that you're listening carefully so just just be on the lookout for that uh second part is a monologue this could be like a scientific paper where somebody's introducing his his ideas uh i think the one i got was something on geology i think if i'm not wrong something about rocks and uh yeah, just need to again. Everything is in the section. Just need to listen carefully. They give you good quality headphones. Uh, they require you to check your headphones beforehand. If you're not happy with it, you can ask for a replacement right there and then. And uh, yeah, that's there. The variety of questions is contains uh, contains multiple choice, matching, plan, map, label, diagram. Oh, <laughs> this is the one, right? Okay, I remember. Uh, they, they give you a map and it's got different uh like locations a b c d e f marked one. and this is like a path and uh, let's say you're a tour guide and then you're relaying this information to your crowd uh, and then he says take the second left and then the building on your right uh, the penultimate building on the right will be where you need to be and then you need to kind of know these words a little bit you know what you should know what it means what penultimate means things like that basic stuff and uh, and then you got to uh, write, like, what is this location? That, I found that very interesting. I actually enjoyed that. Uh, nothing really complicated, but uh, you need to hear carefully. And this is very important. You cannot play the audio back. It, you can't do that. It plays once and once only. So you need to be alert. Uh, there have been instances where people have asked for a replay of the audio. It's just not available. It's uh, You can't. And... Uh, the best strategy is if you kind of start lagging behind um, and you've missed a couple of uh, blanks in the middle and um, you you know you kind of start panicking it's best to just leave it and just carry on with where the <clears throat> the listening uh, section is at the moment just start answering those questions and you can always come back to that and i don't know take an educated guess i guess because if you if you end up uh, getting stuck on those and the the audio keeps playing forward, then you you kind of then you mess up the subsequent questions as well. That's that's problematic. So just be on the lookout for that. Uh, and here it it says that in the next line. In fact, it says candidates hear the recording once only and answer the questions as they listen. Ten minutes are allowed at the end of the end of the session for candidates to transfer their answers to the answer sheet. Now this is. Uh, the written test if if you have a computerized test you just uh, enter the answers right there on the screen directly and I recommend that because it's a lot less hassle and uh, uh, it's it's cleaner it's easy you can just like and then you have time to like review your answers at the end of the session as well so that's there the second section is the reading section uh, contains of uh, three sections of 40 questions. Uh, the texts are taken from notices, advertisements, leaflets, newspapers, instruction manuals, books and magazines. First uh, section contains text relevant to basic linguistic survival in English, tasks mainly concerned with... Okay, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is basically like reading comprehension, what we did in school. Uh, the content can vary. Obviously, for general, it's going to be different. For academic, it's going to be different. Uh, It's basic stuff. Again, you don't need prior information on the topic. It's all there in the text, and they don't try to. uh, They might kind of, you know, it's not that evident. You might have to read, uh, like a line or two, uh, twice or thrice, just to confirm it. It's not like the GRE, which really tries to trip you up, and there it feels like there can be multiple right answers. IELTS is a a lot less hostile, I would say. It was easy. It was a breezy test. I actually enjoyed it, like I said. So just uh, read properly, read thoroughly, and there will be those statements where they try to trip you up again. They try to contradict themselves in the in the subsequent statements. You need to be on the lookout for that. Uh, and that's basically reading. I think we've all done it in school, and it shouldn't really be a problem. Uh, following that is a writing section. Uh, again, this says it consists of two tasks. It suggests that candidates spend about 20 minutes on task one and write about one fifty words and forty minutes on task two, which is which requires them to write at least two fifty words. Task two contributes twice as much as task one to the writing score. Uh this again, it's it's like an opinion based uh thing. Like for instance, I so they give you a line if I remember. I'm just gonna open the writing section in this book just to get and in the meantime I'm gonna remember try to remember what uh I got. For me it was something like uh the uh Place of women in the workplace or something like that so again okay you need to have some idea about this um you know you have to have some opinions and you need to you need to kind of back it up with uh, some evidence i would say some uh, logical reasoning some good thought that uh, verifies your uh, the position you're taking basically for instance in this uh textbook it says uh, writing task one for instance the question you get is you have seen an advertisement in an australian magazine for someone to live with a family for six months and look after their six-year-old child write a letter to the parents in your letter explain why you want the job give details of why you would be suitable a suitable person to employ and say how you would spend your free time while you're in australia you can make this stuff up you can it's uh, as long as it's relevant uh, to the to the question if you say uh, you're an astrophysicist and then you want to apply for, as a babe for a job as a babysitter, it doesn't work. So you just make something up like you have prior experience in this field. Uh, you, you've been doing it for so many years to get pocket money and you've been doing it since your school days now you're in college, you need to pay off expenses and stuff. make something up. it's all there. And like I said, as long as it's it's relevant give details to why you would be suitable person you can write whatever you just like you're a people pleaser you're a people person kids enjoy around you you're well versed in different languages that you can teach them you different skills you can do building blocks with kids you can do legos and whatever comes to your fancy just throw it in there again as long as it's relevant and uh, say how you would spend your free time in value in Australia. Just write whatever. Just Sydney Opera House, travel to the outback, uh, visit the zoo and feed some kangaroos. I don't know. Make something up. So that's the thing. It's it's the scope of your letter depends on your imagination. Just like go crazy, write whatever. And as again, keep it pertinent to the text at hand. The second uh, thing is a little bit tricky, and that's why it carries more weightage. It says you get a you get a statement, and then you have to write whether you agree or disagree. For instance, in this uh, sample paper book, the first task, uh, the second task is: the growth of online shopping will one day lead to all shops in towns and cities closing. Do you agree or disagree? Now you've got to take a position at this stand. Again, there are no right answers. You just they just need to hear your stand. As long as you can substantiate your stand, it's all good right now the words they kind of you got to pay attention to the language of the statement now it says will lead to will one day lead to all shops and towns city and cities closing now well, you got to pick up on that you, you are all shops going to shut down really is that what it's going to be all shops so then you need to focus in on that and then you need to make a statement contesting that or agreeing with that that you could agree, maybe you do agree that all shops will shut down and everything will be, I don't know, from drone delivered from warehouses so there will not be a shop at all. You can't, like, there's no physical shop or a shopkeeper. I don't know. Take a stand, stick to it, and give good justification for it. For me, like I said, I think my test, my uh, second section was about uh, uh, position of women in uh, the workplace or something like that. And I think I wrote a really good essay, but Surprisingly I scored the least in my writing which was a bit odd. And with writing again they they insist on uh, you know using good language uh complex sentence structures it's not like my name is John I like to play music you know complex structures complex words good vocabulary uh, a mixture of uh, present and future tenses you know you know how it is just got to play around with the language a bit just to show that you are in fact comfortable with Uh, the language a bit and then it doesn't like trip you up if somebody uh, you know puts you in a situation where you do got to write something about this now that I recall my writing task number one was uh, I think it was like a bar chart or a pie chart of uh, uh, expenses on water in different countries and between times or something like that and they had questions and you had to like uh basically it says you're a, you're on a, you're a journalist you got this is the data given to you now you need you need to present this data in a written form within 150 words and uh, emphasize on this and emphasize on that so in that case the data was available to you it was right there in front you just have to like uh, kind of use your language a bit and uh, come up with a suitable uh, paragraph or two and again you have 150 words you cannot cannot exceed uh, 150 so just like it's okay it says at least 150 all right so you can exceed one, but not less than 150 all right that's fine so that's the writing section uh, and again this is as i speak this is all coming back to me um with the listening section they might throw in some uh, wonky accents in there i i think in one section i had an australian accent in the other one i had a I had a british accent uh that can trip you up if you're not familiar with those accents you just gotta do some more uh Practice of what's some more TV, I guess. I think that helps. Uh, and the biggest place where I tripped up personally was the speaking section, which was so weird. Uh, because you would think that 85 episodes into this podcast and talking non-stop for about half an hour every time, I would be good at speaking. But I got flustered, I tripped up a bit. Uh, my topic was fairly standard. Uh, we'll come to that. So they start with the Uh, the basic like basic question they ask you your name where do you live what's your occupation and what do you like to do your hobbies blah 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 just basic questions and uh even there you you just don't uh, don't answer in one word uh, you know one word replies just make a sentence out of it uh try to make it a little more complex and you know throw in some fancy words if you can and just you know make sure they fit and they fit the situation as well um Uh, following that they'll ask you some questions about what do you do and uh, about your job just to get your conversation going and then comes i think it's part three or part four where i think it's part three where they give you a topic and then you got to speak i think they say you have 30 seconds to prepare and then you have a minute you have to speak a minute for a minute so my topic was my favorite cafe or something again it's no prior knowledge it's everyday stuff you know just um, it's stuff you do you do visit cafes just like think of one and start writing i uh, start speaking sorry and this is where i tripped up because i don't know why i i got flustered i started talking way too fast i covered all of my ideas that i had written down in like 30 seconds and i was uh, then i was scrambling i was like I have, I have no idea what what else to do uh so that's the thing like have a strategy and uh we'll come to that but don't get flustered. Just speak slowly. Speak at your normal speaking voice. Your speaking volume, and uh, just just stay calm. It's I don't know why I got flustered, and that's I'm I don't know, <laughs> it's weird. But uh, I remember I finished speaking, and I I don't know where all I went. I went on things like my first date, what I was, in, in a cafe, in a metro station coffee shop. Uh, uh, it was this. It was that. It was amazing. It was this, and now this, and then I went to a cafe a couple of days ago. I had a good a cup of coffee. It was, and uh, I, I fully intend to revisit it in the next couple of days. And then silence. And I was like, and I looked at her, and I, I know she was. She had a clock in front of. I, I didn't see. I could. I couldn't see the clock. She looked at me, and she looked at the clock, and she said, "Keep going." <laughs> and I'm like, "Shit, I'm black <laughs> What do I do?" Uh, then I threw in some more random sentences, and she asked me something like, "Okay, what is the menu of a cafe like?" And then I like, ah, oh, okay, I can then I can start talking. So I mentioned about the menu and the sandwiches and the croissants and uh, a of various cups of coffees and whatever. And then finally, you know, mercifully, I crossed over the one minute mark. Uh, that being said, that didn't really ruin my score a bit. In uh, let me just look it up. What did I get in uh, speaking? My speaking score was eight, which was not as bad as I was- expect. I was expecting like a i don 't know six six and a half because I was like I did not speak for the entire minute, so that's problematic but uh, again it depends if you're if the uh, if your uh, auditor is happy with what how you have spoken, maybe she will be lenient, he or she will be lenient with your marking. I think it works out, but again, have composure be calm, just just speak like a it's normal thing, and they they're just there to. Uh, Judge your English, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, The only preparation I did, I remember I'd applied in, uh, I think the beginning of February and uh, I think my exam was on the 22nd of February, if I'm not wrong. The only preparation I did was I went through this book because I needed to be sure about the format. That's very important. And the other thing I did was there's a lot of information on YouTube about uh, preparing for the IELTS exam. Now, one thing that really came in handy was uh, the in the speaking section, they tell you to have a strategy because you can kind of run out of things to say. So the strategy they give is the past, present and future strategy. So the, whatever the topic is, give an instance of something that happened in the past, which is related to this, give an instance which is more you know relevant to your present and then something about the future. So I started with that. And that's why I mentioned the first date on a coffee shop, which is in the past. And the present was uh, more about coffee shop that I visited a couple of days ago. I ordered this and this came out and this is amazing and this is whatever. And in the future, you can write stuff like, uh, you know, live in a society where uh, coffee shops are, you know, more customer, you know, tailor-made for customer satisfaction you place an order online about how exactly you want it and a robot or a machine makes it for you and it's right ready and it's ready when you come in, you know, you arrive at the coffee shop and you just pick it up and you're gone. Uh, That's what that was my idea. So that strategy gives you more content, let's say, rather than just fixating on one coffee shop where you just go on and on about the sandwiches and the coffee and the ambience and the music and the aroma. I mean, come on, it's, uh, it's old and it's boring. So do that and then uh, see if it works for you, I guess. Uh, It did kind of work for me. I I mean, I would only have myself to blame, but I think that's a good strategy. There are other strategies. One of the channels I will recommend is the, uh, I think it's called E2, E2 um, English on uh, YouTube. Just check it out. They're really good. And they are official, uh, you know, I think they conduct IELTS exams and they are the uh, examiners who come and talk to you about what do they in these answers and how do you plan about it uh, how how do you go about this and stuff in addition to that you can also you know uh, just uh, just pick up a random topic um, uh, around your house you see a you see an iphone and then let's say your topic is why is iphone the best phone there is and you just like set a timer on your phone and just start talking and see what happens to you just keep going Uh, yeah, that's I think I did that. I had a friend on my on a phone who was also free and uh, she would give me topics, uh, talk about Manchester United for for a minute, Uh, talk about the World Cup for a minute, talk about whatever for a minute. Uh, And you have 30 seconds to obviously uh, pen down your thoughts before you do that. So that that did help a lot. So just just uh, get down that alley and see if it works out for you. In addition, I would say I required minimal preparation. But if you are someone whose uh, English is not that great and you're not entirely confident about it, there are a ton of online classes available for this stuff. Uh, there are institutes where you have to physically go and attend classes. They explain everything to you beautifully. Uh, that can, And they also do mock tests. You sit in front of a, a person and they do an actual listening or whatever test. Uh, sorry, speaking test. That can help you out. And then uh, obviously it comes up to your level. Uh, that you will get a good score in um, the, this exam. A lot of universities, at least, <clears throat> sorry, some of the universities where I applied required a score of 6.5. That's a total score. Anything above that was uh, good. So the score I got an eight, like I said, so I was uh, well above the mark, and it was uh, fantastic. Now over the years, some people have come and asked me what is it that I have done to improve my English. Uh, you know, uh, they say it's it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's it's average. My vocabulary is not that great. I would I would be I would be honest, but uh, I know the sentence structures. I know what sounds right, what's right, and what's not right in terms of context and in terms of grammar. I'm aware of that. Now, I did not start reading reading properly till I was well uh, within my 30s. Um, so, reading is not the only thing. I mean, yes, you can read words, but if you don't know how to use it, you know the context, the intonation. Uh, the ups and downs of new, in your voice and your sentence structures. If you don't, if you're not aware of that, that can trip you up a bit. So, for me, what worked was I saw a lot of TV shows which were in English. For instance, a lot of detective shows like Castle, right? A lot of uh, flurry language and a lot of um, it's basically it's all in English. So. You have an option of watching stuff in Hindi, which is a lot of content. But if you pick out uh, English TV shows and you try to, you switch off the subtitles and you try to listen, and you pick up on the accent, you pick up on the words, you, know, you understand the context, and you understand the the modulation that goes into speaking and using those words. That helps you out a lot, because that was literally all I would do when I was home, um, when I was in my twenties. I would. Uh, sail and when I was sailing I was watching stuff on TV or on my laptop while I was sailing and then I would come back I would download more stuff and then watch that uh, I didn't I, like I said I didn't start reading properly till I was well within my 30s and much much later it's only now that I read a lot so that helped me a lot in addition to that it was music more essentially it was rap music I grew up listening to a lot of Eminem. Uh, if you and obviously they speak really, really fast, and then if you try to emulate those rap uh, lyrics in your own uh, in your own way, then you're, you get more comfortable with the words. You get more comfortable speaking fast. You get more comfortable with the structures and the layout of the sentences and stuff. So that really helped me out a bit. So I would recommend this, and I tried this uh, strategy on a Chinese cadet. I remember this one time I had on my ship, and I asked him to watch this TV show or read this passage of like one page and come and explain what it means and then I would like slowly correct his English and towards the end he was using full sentences and it was amazing his his transformation was just uh, brilliant so yeah, see what works for you and give it a shot and IELTS, mind you, if your English is decent it's comfortable, you're comfortable with your spoken language it's pretty straightforward you don't really need a lot of preparation to be, for it to be honest but that being said, just be familiar so you do get a good score and you don't have to appear in it again and waste your time Alrighty, so that's that uh, i feel like i've covered everything there is too about ielts if you do have a few questions hit me up big news we have i have finally made an instagram page for the two bros podcast and that's the name the two bros podcast just search for it you'll find it it's the same uh logo for the podcast just follow subscribe if you have some questions just dm me send me a question there and i will include it in the subsequent episode and i will uh, try and answer as much as i can that being said, uh, I would love some uh, follows on the page as well. Give us a like, give us a share. Uh, be a part of the community and um, help us put us on a put a, you know help me put us put put this podcast on a map. Uh, really helps us out. And uh, that's about it. In the yeah, I think that's about it with IELTS. Uh, I appeared in GRE recently, which uh, didn't go so well. But uh, we'll cover that and we'll cover because GRE is a different beast altogether um again like i had us i spent about a month starting for gre but uh, in the end turns out it was not enough time <clears throat> so we will cover that in the next episode anyway thank you for listening and i will see you on the flippery flip Bye bye